What's up, guys? Welcome to Enjoy the Sass. My name's Faith, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm so excited to have you here with me today. I've got a special guest on the podcast. First guest of 2020, first guest of season two, first guy guest in a year, which is exciting. So everyone say hello to my guest for this episode, Ryan Albert. Come on. Yeah. What's up? What's going on? Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's an honor and a privilege to finally get to make it, you know, after being best friends for so long. Oh my gosh. So most of you know that I don't like to have people on the podcast who ask to be on the podcast. Mm. So for a while, Ryan was asking to be on the podcast. Yeah, I was, I was naive. He was young and, and naive, yes. So he was not on the podcast. And then it worked out that I had all-girl guests last year. So that was kind of a good excuse. Like, sorry, bro. Yeah, I'm sorry, I can't have you on there. We got you, can't be on the, you can't be on the podcast. You're I was not like, I don't girl. mind putting a wig on, you know. Like. Oh, man, he would do it. You would do it. But now you're on the podcast. I agreed. He and some of my other friends blessed me this year or last year for my birthday with um, some new gear, which you all heard in the last episode. And it sounds amazing. He gets the honor of using that microphone tonight. Come on. Um, so I thought, well, not only did he get me new gear and he's been wanting to come on the podcast and he's a pretty cool dude, might as well have him on the podcast. So here you are. Welcome. Come on. Are you excited what to be an here? Intro. <laughs> what an intro. Yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be great. It's long awaited. Um, and I mean, honestly, I had no problems having you on, so I'm glad that we're finally doing this. Yeah, you. Just, I feel like it's whenever somebody asks you, you're like, "Well, I'm just gonna put." Like, it's like you kind of mentally put a like six month. Yeah, like a like, hold. <laughs> or like a six month hold. Like, oh, well, you. I was just about to ask you, but then you yeah. asked, and yeah, you yeah, got pushed back. So no, but uh, I think when I caught that on, and finally realized, oh, she doesn't like when people ask her to be on the podcast. Uh, you know, I just kind of held back, held back. I yeah, was like, you yeah. know what? I'm going to wait for my day and time. Um, and here come. it is. And here I am. Here it is. So why don't you tell everyone evening. who you are? What, what, what is Ryan Albert? Mm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name is Ryan. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I am uh, a 23 year old bachelor, um, living the bachelor life. <laughs> it's, it's been amazing. Faith is looking at me all crazy. Oh my gosh. Um, I am, uh, Cuban and Dominican, so I, I grew up in the Dominican Republic and mm-hmm. moved to Miami when I was like six years old. So I pretty much have been in America my whole life. Um, but yeah, just a, basically just a young adult here in the city of Boston. I uh, serve as the youth and young adults pastor at Reach Church, which is where uh, Faith comes. And she's a member at our church and serves and, and whatnot, you know. Um, that's how we met. Uh, <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, we just, um, you know, I jumped into this role, I would say, like eight months ago, um, probably, and yeah. you know I was gone for a year, came back, jumped into this role, and so that that's pretty much what I do. So I do that, and um, you know, on top of having a photography business and all the other entrepreneurial um, things that I like to step <laughs> into, like all these crazy expenditures that all my friends are like, oh my gosh, here's another thing we have to support. <laughs> yeah, but I'm uh, you know grateful. But yeah, that's I mean that's me in a nutshell. I'm just a I'm a crazy guy in the city of Austin who is basically living life and getting to do what I love to do and serving God and everything that I do. It's awesome. Um, fun fact about Ryan, you speak fluent Spanish, I right? do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember being so shocked by that because you don't look like you would speak Spanish. Yeah, I'm, like, a, I'm part of the albino uh, species. <laughs> <laughs> he lo- you look like, just like, you know, 
Typical a white, white dude. kid. Yeah. <laughs> like, a white dude, like, you know, could have walked off of any college campus, like. Frat boy. Yeah. Especially how I used to dress. Like, I used to dress short shorts, oh, chacos. Yes, yes. Which there's t-shirts. nothing wrong with any of that. It's just, you know, there's a time and a place. Yeah, not, not church on a Sunday morning. No, that's how I was introduced to Ryan was his first, probably one of your first Sundays at Reach. I was still pretty new to going there as well. And you had on like some chubbies <laughs> and maybe a polo. Like, I feel like that was the look and Birkenstocks. And you were holding this giant Bible. <laughs> and I'm standing there with some of my friends and we're like, what kind of, what version of the Bible you think that that dude's holding? And we're, we look at you and we judged you, which I mean, like, I'm sorry. It's but okay. You're you forgiving know. this one time. Okay, yeah. good. And we're like, that's got to be an ESV for sure. What <laughs> kind of, what version of the Bible was it? It was an ESV. Yeah, for yeah. sure. We pegged you from the start. Hey, that's okay, though. You know, I'd like to come in. But it's funny because I remember when I walked in and I was dressed like that, you know, none of the pastors judged me at first. They all wanted to get to know me because, you know, Pastor Chris and Candace both heard from the Holy Spirit that I was uh, supposed to be, you know, leading at the church hmm. um, the first day I walk in. So I, I came into Reach Church. I'm like, Look, I just yeah, like I just left another church. I've been serving for two years. I'm burned out. I don't want to start serving again. This is literally my first Sunday here. I just want to receive. Mm-hmm. And I walk in, meet a couple people, and then the Holy Spirit speaks to Candace and Pastor Chris. Candace is over in the kids' wing. Pastor Chris is in the lobby. Comes up to me, says, hey, what's your name? Like, first time. And mentions to me, he's like, have you ever worked with kids before? And I'm like, okay, this is not about to happen. Like, I'm <laughs> telling you right now. Like, But you know how he is. Like, you yes. know, when, when he pulls something out of you, like, you know, people jump in. So... Uh, a few weeks later, I start serving at the church. So and that's it was when, for me too. <laughs> you know how it goes. And then that's when Candace tells me, like, like she or she like, does, she kind of makes fun of how I dress. Yeah. She tells me she's like, "Why are you wearing chacos and short shorts?" And yeah. then Aaron, being Aaron who he is, like, we all just got really close really fast, and we are they're just making fun of me, laughing. And I would have like I would never get my haircut back then. You remember that? Like, yes. My hair was just really like shaggy. shaggy. Um, and so. We've gone through some transitions. Man, and there's been to God some be the glory. <laughs> hallelujah. Yeah, we've gone through it, man. In like it's been what, five years now almost? I yeah, think like five years this summer. Yeah. Which is crazy. And we have gone through a lot. <laughs> Not <laughs> thick, only thick like and thin. Yeah. It's if there's one person aside from like my best, best girlfriends who have been there through a lot, it's you, <laughs> which is crazy, you know? Um, but I want you to talk about what it's like to go from, you know, one place, like I grew up, I went to a home church until I started going to reach. Like I had never been to corporate church more than just like a visit with a friend or like a concert or something. Yeah. But then I start going to reach and it's like, Culture oh, shock. <laughs> yeah, I just graduated from film school. Like I'm, you know, in in the, the summer after college, and I'm like, where's this community that I'm searching and longing for? And come to reach, and it's like, boom. Literally, I think three weeks in, they're like, so Faith, when are you going to join the dream team? When are you going to start serving? <laughs> and I was like, oh, bless you, Fifi. If you hear a dog in the background, it's Fifi. Fifi. She's here She's at my best. apartment. <laughs> I requested. I said, Faith, I'm not doing this podcast unless Fifi is there. <laughs> <laughs> It just kind of happened to work out, so apologies for the noise, but she's super cute, so not really sorry about it. Um, But, so I started serving, like, right at the top of being at Reach, and I remember 
like it filled the need that I had at that moment. But talk about what it's like to go from, like you said, like being burnt out, being like, I just want to go to church to then you're plugged in and you're serving and you've got this community. Like what, what is it about that that makes it okay that you were willing to not, yeah. you know, to put aside what you had said, like, I'm not going to serve. I'm just going to go. Yeah. And I think the, the big, the big difference is there's churches that try to get people to serve, to not only fill a need, mm-hmm. but to kind of make everything happen. And then there's churches that try to get people to serve because they want them to discover their purpose and make a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and so me, when I was serving at the church prior to that, I, I was just burnt out because it was constantly like, hey, do this, do this, do this. But I wasn't getting poured into. You know what's crazy is I was serving for two years. I was one of the highly recognized leaders. Mm-hmm. And not once, one single time, did anybody say, hey, like, how are you really doing? Like, mm. what's going on in your life? Or, yeah. or, or do they, at, like, pray for me? Right. Like, and that just kind of bewildered my mind. And so coming into Reach, um, what I love about pastors is that they didn't just, like, say, oh, hey, we, need, we have a need. Can you just fill it? Mm-hmm. No, he said, hey. I believe that God has blessed you with this and we want to pull these things out of you. We mm-hmm. want to help you discover your purpose so you can make a difference in your life. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think, you know, Reach does so well is, um, you know, our vision is, you know, know God, to find freedom, discover purpose, make a difference. We we enable people to really discover that um, purpose. And, and when you discover that purpose, then you realize, I'm not doing this for my desires. Because right. Faith, you know, just as much <laughs> as anybody else, if it was for us, like, I would not be you know, serving in youth ministry. That's yeah, for sure. You know what I'm sure. saying? Like, if, if it was for me in that moment of life, like now, of course, like I love it. Like it's my passion. Yeah. I can't imagine not doing it. But in that season of my life, I was like, this isn't for me. Like, right. this is because I need to serve. I want to. I want to um, grow. I want to develop, and I want to make you know a, a kingdom impact. Yeah. And so, um, Pastor Chris did such a good job of pulling that out of me. And so that's why I, I haven't gotten burnt out at Reach because there's always been this underlying foundation that that it's it's the idea of we're going to build people mm-hmm. and we're going to we're going to build the leaders and people we're not going to sit here and just work a bunch of people to death right no we want to call the amazing things out of people we want to enable people and empower people so that they can make a difference mm-hmm. and that's what changed it for me because I was like man now I'm I'm at a place where I'm not being forced to I'm not being you know mm-hmm. kind of like feeling a certain way where I'm like, oh, like, here we go. I have to do this again. Right. And I was like, man, I get to be a part of something so great. Mm -hmm. So that's been awesome. That is the key to, I think, serving in general is that, you know, you've got to find people who will pour into you and then be willing to pour into yourself in the fact that, okay, like you're committing to, you know, serving, you're committing to a lot of time spent at the church or like doing things for church, but that's okay when you have, what's great about reach for me is like I said, I went to a church where we didn't really have different ministries. Yeah. We all met in a living room and we, you know, how many people was it? Like, um, like 12, (laughs) 12 families probably. So collectively, yeah, about 20, 30 people. At most, like, in the room, and then there were kids, you know, little kids. Um, but I didn't come from a place where I served at church. Like, that was not a thing for me. I had no idea what it meant to serve at church. And then to come to Reach, and it's like, oh, well, there's all this stuff that goes into church. Yep. 
it's very different but it's good mm-hmm. <laughs> it's different but it's good and it's not and it's not like it's not something that you can really prepare for service i think like we both you know like you said like you know you came from a place where the vision and the the heart of it wasn't necessarily for the people but i came from we didn't do any of this yeah you know so it's crazy to think about what it takes to get where we are today four and a half years in <laughs> like, and we're more committed than we've ever been we, before we're more committed than we've ever been before but we love every second yeah. of it and it's funny because um like now i'm on staff you know like i've yeah. been on staff for almost eight months um full time but it's crazy because i i was more like i was more than willing in those seasons mm-hmm. to do this 40 hours a week and never get paid for it and that's the thing that differentiated is that like I knew this was my calling. I knew this was my passion whenever Pastor Chris started pulling it out of me. Right. Um, and so to me, like, I didn't care if I was getting paid. I didn't care about the benefits of it. All that mattered to me was like, wow, I get to make a difference. I get to serve God in this way. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I was working 40 hours a week at Dell, you know, doing 15, 20 hours in Uber. And then on top of that, doing 20 hours at the church. Yeah. Interning. Yeah. So I'm doing all these things. But all my joy came from being in ministry. Like everything else was like, oh, like, I hate this. Yeah. And so I just find it, you know, amazing that we're here four and a half years in. And a lot of times people typically burn out after time, but there's such a good healthy culture that yeah. we feel almost healthier mm-hmm. than where we were four and a half years ago when 100%. we first started. And yeah. you don't, that's not a typical thing. Because you, right. you, most people that get jobs, people cycle through jobs so easily. Yeah. Because they start losing, they start losing their hope. They start losing their purpose in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So they feel like they have to have something new to refresh them. Yeah, we're part of such a life giving culture that we're like constantly refreshed. We're constantly, yeah. yeah, you know, being empowered. And the result of what we're doing is what really fires up to continue to, you yeah. know, enable us to do things. Yeah, um, and that I think if we were a part of a church that wasn't thriving, that wasn't, um, you know doing amazing things that wasn't calling leaders out like we yeah we would we probably wouldn't be there today for sure but because we're a part of a church that is one of the fastest growing churches in in Austin that is life-giving that is powerful with amazing you know pastors mm-hmm. now we we get to be a part of something so great that it, you know it doesn't yeah we it doesn't matter how long we serve there it was like yeah we just want to be all in yeah we what's cool to me is that even in seasons where I struggled. Like I've been in and out of a lot of different things at I our church. I can attest to that. <laughs> <laughs> and then I yanked her right back in. Yes, he did. Um, but I have been a part of a lot of different things and seen a lot of the different transitions at our church, but I've stayed, you know? And I think that that speaks again to what you're talking about, like that culture and that um, just that there is such a, a focus on people, Yeah. you know, that's not always there in a corporate type of church. And Often I feel like a lot of times like what happens is it's so focused on making it the most like hip place, like the best service, all this stuff that you miss out on really the importance of building leaders. So you, you look at a lot of churches and I'm not going to mention any names because we don't need, no, like, I'm not talking bad about that. any churches mm-hmm. anyway, but yeah. some of the churches that are the most like successful that look like they're the coolest, um, typically have the most trouble with getting people to serve. Yeah. I was having a conversation with somebody who was on staff at a church, very mm-hmm. large church and um, they're saying that their biggest problem is getting people to serve, getting people to be a part of, you know, making a difference. And I mm-hmm. think the reason for that is because people lose sight of why we do what we do what we do. Mm-hmm. Why we, you know, that's like, yeah. like, we do it because 
we get to see people's lives radically changed. Right. It's not about a service. Mm-hmm. It's not about having the best worship. Those are supplements of what right. we do. Yeah. But we do things because we want to see God move in people's lives. Yeah. And so when we have that focus, when we have that thought in mind, like everything changes. Yeah. And anything is possible. <laughs> if you like, just believe. <laughs> if you just believe. We just watched that movie the other day. That's funny. But um, the other thing about it, I think for both of us, like if you, I recently talked to a few people or even like my dad, I was like, if you would have told me five years ago that I would be serving in youth ministry, A, and B, like speaking in yeah. youth ministry, I would have laughed in your face. Because I was like, teenagers, me and teenagers, like, we don't get along. I've, I, <laughs> even when I thought. was a, no, even when I was a teenager, I was yeah. like, this is the worst. Like, I just can't wait to not be a teenager, you know? But when I realized that part of the reason that I felt that way was because I was like, God was calling me to that, you know? Yeah. He, it's like I, in my brain, in my faith brain was like, I'm just going to not like teenagers. And then that's going to be that. You kind of put up like your own border. Yeah, my own wall of, nope, this is, there's, nope, like I'm going to serve at church, fine. I'll serve in media. <laughs> I'll serve in, you know, I'll run cameras at marriage conferences. Like, because I've done it all. Yeah. But I'm not going to serve in youth. But from the start of me going to reach church, I have been serving in youth yep. in one way or another. Except whether for like it a was, season where you went like yeah. a year without it. Yeah. But we don't need to talk about no, that. No, we don't have to talk about no, that season. No, we don't have to talk. But it's like, if you would have told me five years ago that I would be doing all of these things, there's no way. Yeah. And I'm sure same for you. Like you came in five years ago almost yeah. and were like, I'm just going to take a break. I'm not going to serve. Like this is going to be... You know, this is, we're just going to rest here. No, like God has other plans yeah, I was like, for oh. sure. That's my, like, I never, I think the, there was only one time while I was at Reach that I had a thought that I was like, man, I need to like take a break. Um, and it was when there was a, from youth. And that was when there was a transition with an older youth pastor. Um, and I was like, this is awful. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I don't like, yep. I just feel like so burned. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, being on. So I, I, but I didn't stop serving. I, I you know, I still serving yeah, kids on Sunday. Different ways. Um, serving, you know, with the movement, young adults, and and so, like I, I still found ways to serve. But like when it comes to youth ministry, that was the only time that I really felt like, man, yeah. I need to take a break. Yeah. Um, and then when the transition happened after that to somebody else, then I jumped back onto the team. And, yeah. So, um, yeah. It's, it's, all, been, it's, it's been a party ever since. Yeah, for sure. It's. It's crazy. And now as the youth pastor, like what is the biggest thing for you that you've learned being a youth pastor? Man, um, honestly, and I think it's it's hitting me more this year than it was because uh-huh. when, when I came on staff, the first, I would say the first like six months, the first five, five and a half months was like me learning how to you know, actually do this because yeah. Like I've been serving, but I, you know, I haven't been right. Leading. You had ideas. Now I'm, you know, I'm I'm leading the way uh, for this ministry, and um, you know, having to pour into people's lives. I'm pouring into leaders. I'm raising up leaders, and I feel like my first five and a half months, I wasn't doing the best job at that. Mm-hmm. I feel like I was, um, I felt like I was always kind of trying to get the system right, and you know, I was building the team, but I wasn't intentionally pouring into the people of the team. Right. 
And so um, since the beginning of this year, I feel like I've taken so much initiative to actually develop and pour into people mm-hmm. um, and to see the fruit of it has been like amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the biggest thing that I've learned being, you know, the youth pastors that it's not about the stage. It's not about your message. It's not about how great the service is. It's about how, how much do these students love Jesus and mm-hmm. how can we help them get there? Mm-hmm. That's what it's about. And so, you know, with youth, with young adults, like that's where my, my heart has been since, you know, the beginning of this year. And, um, and we've seen like, Last week we saw seven students say yes to Jesus, which was amazing. We, pr- so we you know, every week we pray and we believe for three students to say yes. You know, last week seven, the week before that four. So, so God is moving, and that's because we're taking this um, discipleship to the next level. We're like, you yeah. know, we're gonna we're gonna actually invest into students. You know, like I challenge the the team to to pour into. You have to be dis- to be on this team. You have to be discipling at least two students. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, discipling raising up two leaders, mm-hmm. and so. That's what youth ministry is to me now. It's it's literally about raising people up. It's about making a difference in people's lives. Like who cares about the stage? Yeah. Who cares about yeah. like how amazing worship is? Who cares about how great our videos are? Like, yeah, do we want it to be awesome? Of course. Yeah. But at the end of the day, is that going to be my focus or is my focus going to be bringing lost students into this church so that they can find who, to know who Jesus is? You yeah. see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. yeah. that's probably the biggest thing that I've learned. It's awesome. I have seen a significant amount of growth in you in 2020, <laughs> <laughs> which, I mean, obviously you're my youth pastor, but you're also one of my closest friends. And so navigating that relationship, I talked to Raven about this, like on our episode of the yeah, podcast. Yeah, I listened to it. It was, it was yeah. Funny. yeah, where we're literally together all the time yeah. <laughs> like when we're not at church we're hanging out the reason we're recording tonight and not another night is because it was like well what's everyone doing i'm cooking okay ryan's coming over like, yeah, and then we're like there like i'll be there he's there and so it's like it's funny to um that we're all together so much and like we're in the process of like basically initiating a new friend into our group yeah. and i think Take it's a little the course. it's a little overwhelming for people yeah but that's okay. You know, that's who we are. And but that's it's also fine. What, what we've prayed for. Yes. So. Yes. And that's exactly what Raven and I talked about is yeah. that the fact that we all kind of came into late 2019 and obviously on into 2020, we all were longing for a community. And it. I think we all kind of woke up to the fact that we had this built-in community because we were all serving together. Yeah. But at the same time, like, we're all genuinely friends, you know? It's it's taken a minute. It's taken a bit, but we're all friends, and we all do life together outside of church. And so, like, balancing all of that has been really fun and really interesting and difficult at times. Like, we'll ha- we all have to check ourselves. Like, yeah, and oftentimes, sometimes we still, we, I mean, we for sure still get into like, oh, for sure, you know, little arguments for or little sure. like, even then it's just friendship. Yeah, like, it's friendship. Because yeah. that was the, the hard thing too. And, and it's that me, like me jumping in to be this youth pastor, like we've known each other for a long time. You, you know, you weren't serving in the youth ministry. And then I was like, no, well, you're going to serve <laughs> it now. So, you know, I kind of yanked you. And, yep. um, and then, you know, getting Raven to be on the team, you know, I asked her to join the team and she joined the team. And then that's kind of when, you know, cause Krista was already serving there. And, um, but that's kind of when the Shug group the formed, Shugs. the Shugs, Yeah. You know? They know about the Shugs. The Shugs. We the best. We are. Um, and so, but it's crazy cause everything was founded on prayer for our group. Like yes. Raven was praying for the right friends. Yes. I was asking God, I'm like, God, like 
I need the right community. I need the right friends. And for the first couple months, like it was right in front of me, but I, I, I didn't think it was yeah, it. None, yeah, no. Because like, I don't remember, think I was we, any com- of us did. Yeah, because I was having conversations. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, like Faith's one of my greatest friends, but yeah. like Chris is not like, I just met Krista. Like, yeah. We're not close yet. Like I just met Raven. We're not really close yet. And then we just started hanging out. And, and then before you're like, we knew oh, it, duh. Yeah, like, like, oh my gosh, God it literally has answered our prayers. Yeah. Like we've been praying and believing for this group of friends that love Jesus, that. Yep love each other and, yep. and even in moments when you know because we do get uh we get feisty we do um, especially we do. faith faith is a feisty hey, person <laughs> it's enjoy the sass bro it's enjoy the sass she's one of the sassiest people that i know um but it, it's cool it's because honor. thank you um um you're welcome <laughs> uh it's cool because like we have such a dynamic group yeah uh, but there's this weird line like i had to have i was having this conversation with um krista yesterday that, you know, we, uh, as a team, my best friends are on my team. Yeah. But then we ha- also have everybody else that's on the team, right? Right. Who I'm like pouring into, you know, who, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I'm leading and, you mm-hmm. know, as a lead team, you guys are leading as well. And it's funny cause I look into it and I'm like, like sometimes I feel as if we are too, you know, we don't Close. know how to separate. Yeah. Like yeah. ministry and friendship. Yeah, it's a it's a balance. It's a hard toggle. Like it really how do you is. toggle with it because we're we're so used to like roasting each other, having fun, having a blast. But if we do that in front of, you know, a bunch of students, if we do that in front of the leader, the other leaders, they're gonna think it's okay to do that right. to me as to, well. Yep. And um, we don't want to ever create a culture of, you know, mm-hmm. any of that. And right. so um, finding that line, finding that boundary, um, has been, you know, kind of a challenge. Yeah. Over the course, but it's something that I think we're learning to implement since the start of this year, since yeah. you know, we're taking it more seriously, since mm-hmm. I started addressing it more often. And um, But um, it's it's amazing that to have such an amazing team and also to have your best friends on the team. Yeah. Because believe it or not, like everything that we do, it's like it brings us closer and closer. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's exactly right. So it's awesome. It is. It's, it's uh, I think I talked to Raven about this, that even though we all serve together and we're all best friends. Those two things, while they need to have boundaries at times, really play into each other. Oh, we're yeah. stronger as a team because we're great friends, yep. but we're also great friends because we're strong as a team. <laughs> so it's so true though. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. It's It's been an invaluable lesson, um, I think, for all of us to balance that and to learn how to navigate that process yeah and it, it takes it takes time it does especially it's when you're so time. used to like we have fun all the time all the time we never not it's have fun true when we're together we're literally laughing our oh socks gosh. off 24 7 yeah you me raven krista and now you know r2 <laughs> <laughs> yes um, yes you know, he'll well, get there if, if he's getting you know he's still in the initiation process we'll see if we'll make if he makes it through if he listens to this <laughs> if he listens to this um, this is part of the ryan, initiation ryan, process. uh this is the process um in order for you to make it into this group there has to be at least three pizzas delivered to my house. <laughs> Here's my address. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, we'll send you a text. We'll send but, you a text. Um, but yeah, so we have like, you know, such a, an amazing group and um, we have a lot of fun, which is yeah. great. But sometimes we need to find that like, okay, this isn't the time to have fun. Right. Like in these serious moments where like we're meeting as a team and I'm, you know, either, yeah. you know, teaching a leadership principle or I'm teaching like, those are the moments where we're like, okay, now we need to take it Be serious. serious. Now we need to, we're you really, know. really good at being serious. No, that's where we struggle the most. <laughs> that's where like, we struggle the most. So, so I had a I had a one on one with somebody last week, uh-huh. um, and you know I was having a conversation with them, and I said, "So what's the 
what has been like probably your your um, what is one thing that you wish would be like different in the youth ministry? Mm. Like whether if it's the team or whatever. And they go, um, well, it's not that anything's bad. Like I think everything's great and I love serving. Like it's amazing. I feel awesome. Uh, but sometimes I feel like there's just this group of y'all that are so close <laughs> and it makes Uh-oh. us feel like outsiders. Mm. And I was like, wow, that, it hit me. Yeah. I was like, because it's so real. Like It's true. Because four of us are, are best friends. Yeah. You know, and then R2's coming in. Yep. And then he's going to be on the youth team as well. Um, Speak that. Hallelujah. And, but then you have nine other people on the team that are right. looking at us and they feel like they're outsiders, but they're right. the majority. They're the majority. But because I'm the youth pastor and I'm close to you guys, it's like my circle seems like it's right very inclusive. When in yeah. reality, it's not. It's just that we happen to be best friends. And, yes. Um, it you just, meant it's, exclusive. Or exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. You know what? He's an imperfect person. I'm an imperfect We're all person. imperfect. You mean ex perfect? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Just kidding. It was a joke. Um, that was silly. But yeah, just finding the yeah, it's um, a balance. That balance, and and so that's that it. But it hit me. It was a reality check to me because hmm. if yeah. I'm not setting the example as the leader, then how do I expect everybody else to right. set that example? So it's it's finding that that fine that fine balance. But I think you know we're we're growing, we're developing, and we're becoming yeah. better each and every day. So one hundred percent. What's one thing that we like to do most as a group oh my gosh watch movies yeah that's literally all we do we watch movies so much like honestly the like 90 percent of the time what we're doing is watching movies or true or like making fun of each other (laughs) like true and not in a not in a negative sometimes at the same time yeah but we're never demeaning so like we never like actually intentionally try to hurt people no but we just say like funny jokes like like it's, for example, oh with Raven, like me and Raven have like the best like relationship because all it's we do hilarious. is laugh with each other. Like I'll make a joke about you know like ripping her weave or oh something, my and she like dies laughing, and then she'll make a joke, you know, about my receding hairline or like oh yeah, you know, something which I'm like, girl, that's personal. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> you cuts crossed deep. The line. That cuts deep. Um, but you know, just all all these we have like these fun jokes between us. Oh my god! And so if like ninety like ninety nine percent of the time we're having fun, and then there's those one off moments like you know like. Two weeks ago on Saturday when, oh, you know, I got that text. And oh, then, yeah, yeah. You know, those moments where, like, like, and that's what I love about our group is that we know that, okay, like, these, there's moments that we're actually, we need to be serious and we're there for each other. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I get that text. My parents, you know, are separating and mm-hmm. um, they been together 26 years and, and I, you know, I was sitting right here in this room. I was sitting in this yeah, chair. Yeah. Well, in that chair right there. Um, and I get this text and instantly we went from having so much fun. We were laughing. We were having a joy. And then all of a sudden it was like the switch turned. Mm-hmm. Um, but y'all adapted to it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about us as a, as a group is that we know when, Hey, it's time to press in and pray with each other. Right. Hey, we know when it's time to encourage each other. We've had a rough day. We've had, you know, rough stuff going on. Yeah. We know it's time to go do this. And that's what I think differentiates us from most groups is that we know to how to really intentionally be there for each other. Yeah. Um, and that's what I love. Yeah, me too. That's, it's one of my favorite things. Like the other night we, well, it was a Sunday night, I think. So we were all, we all came over here, which my house has become like one of the main spots, which is fine because I, I love I say having we can people come to my over. house all the time. But y'all don't want to drive. Look, I always have to drive. It's far. So. It's far. Okay, on a Sunday night, like there's no way we would all come over there. It's just too far. But anyways, so we were all over here. We had some friends over. Raven decided she wanted to make fried chicken. Oh. <laughs> that was a lot. That was a lot. Yeah. It was delicious. And there's some of it that was pink. Did you eat any? I uh, I had one bite. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> one bite. <laughs> and then she one, made one little small bite. And I was like, then mm. she made Oreo balls. Oh. Which were really good. I ate a lot of those. Those, those were, were delicious. Um, but we had, you know, we had that moment and then we all kind of realized like 
I don't know. It just felt like a shift in like the tone. Yeah. And we just kind of went around the room and we're sharing like some intimate moment, like moments with each other of like, this is where I'm at. This is what's going on in my life. And like, to me, that is one of my favorite things that we've done. Yeah. I was in a weird spot that night, which I mean is kind of which probably I think what, what sparked what it. What sparked it. Yeah. yeah. Was like everybody recognized I'm usually pretty bubbly, like pretty excited and like happy. Girl, as soon as you walked out the door, I was like, something's wrong. Something's wrong. wrong. And then I found this out afterwards, which I didn't know. If you ask Faith what's wrong when something's wrong, I d- she gets mm-mm. she gets frustrated. Yeah, I don't and like so it. So you're like, Faith, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? Yeah, I don't like it. That's something about me that is, you know, uh, a problem. <laughs> yeah. And so now I, I know say. for the future just to ask one time instead of yes, don't ask seventeen times, fifty-four, you know, fifty. Why do I always say fifty-four? I would say like nineteen fifty-four. Like fifty-four yeah, is like a number. A lot. Maybe it's, it's prophetic. I don't know. Hmm. Yes. That's the amount of kids I'm gonna have. Whoa. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's like Bible times. Like that's a lot of kids. Hey, God calls it. Oh Lord. Um, but back to the moment we I think me being in like an off spot kind of spurred us to have like to just take a night that could have very easily been like oh let's just turn on the tv like watch another movie or watch some tv whatever into a night where we just kind of poured into each other and like listened to where each of us was and I think that that's sometimes more valuable than you know than anything in a friendship or in a group too but also it's like i love it because it showed us something it showed yeah. us the, the value of it yeah because 99 percent of the time we're having fun yeah so that's something to me like in the beginning of this year that i felt like man i want to take our friendship yeah deeper yeah i want to i want to get to a place where you know we are checking on each other when we're saying mm-hmm. hey like how is your life really like yeah. what's what's actually going on like what and this is what like we brought up the tanks you know that's one of the, the greatest mm-hmm. things to check on is you know, emotional, relational, physical, spiritual, yeah. and um, intellectual. Like mm-hmm. those are your five tanks. Are you filling those five tanks? How are you filling them? Which ones are you lacking in right now? How can we help you? You know, get better at that. So, yeah. like, I even had so I had my one on one with Krista this morning, and I asked her at the end about her tanks, and I said, I was like, "How's your physical?" And she goes, "Yeah, I'm planning." And I'm like, "No, no, no, no. I didn't. I didn't ask what you were planning to do. <laughs> I said, "How is your physical?" And she's like, "No, like I, I'm planning. No, no, no. Look, yeah. I just asked you one simple question. How's your physical doing?" And then she kind of goes, well, you know, I'm not, like, I haven't been physical. I'm like, okay, that's your next step. Yeah. Because um, oftentimes what happens is we, we come together, this group, we have fun, but we never help each other get next steps. Right. Like. Right. We never say, hey, like, what's going on in your life? Oh, like, man, I'm dealing with this, this, and this. Okay. How can we help you? What's the next step to help you yeah. so that you can either overcome this or right. so that you can, um, you know, walk smoother through this process? Because mm-hmm. oftentimes I feel like we have to battle things alone and then we just kind of come as a group, we have fun, whatever, and then we disperse. Yeah. And then we go back to our normal right. you know, pains instead of being like, hey, you know what? Let's come together. Let's let's do a, a checkup and be like, hey, how, how are you really doing? Yeah. Um, and so that's what something that I really I felt compelled to and I, and I want to do more mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe that that'll take our friendship to a way another level. Yeah. I think that's it's cool that you say that. And what that all boils down to for me is intentionality. And one of my words for this year, I think I talked about this in the last episode. I can't remember. Um, but my two words for this year are flexibility and intentionality. I'm not flexible, Bo- body wise. That's Everything fine. Else, yes. Yeah, that's fine. I don't need. I can't you to touch my toes. Do the splits? Oh. Can you do the splits? Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> 
Every it time I see somebody really see away. a split, it's li- I literally get this pain in my groin. <laughs> like, this is the worst no. thing in my life. Oh, my gosh. Like, yes, I, I can I remember do the here's, Let me tell you why. I'll show you after. Let me tell you why I feel this way. Okay. I'm in karate. Fifth uh-huh. grade. Uh-huh. David Fairchild Elementary. Not, not a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not a sponsor. Definitely not. David Fairchild Elementary, Miami, Florida. I'm in karate. All these kids, the, the teacher or the teacher's pretty much uh, getting us to be flexible. Yeah. And he's pushing kids down to literally Ooh. where they rip, like their legs like rip. I feel like their muscles rip and they're forced to do splits. Uh-huh. So he does does to the kid next to me and he just started screaming. And I'm like, no, I'm out. I bounce. So like I jump, <laughs> I get out, I get out of that stretch. Oh no. And I never go back to that class. Oh, I'm like, wow. that's you know, that's not gonna happen. Hmm. Cause it's just not meant to be, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like this kid and granted he was able to do splits after that but See? i was like i'm not, not gonna sit, this man is not gonna sit here and force me down until like my muscles rip yeah that's that's intense it just I... scared me this kid started screaming and so that so ever <laughs> since then that moment every time i see somebody do a splits or attempt one you just i recall flashback? that moment it's like this you have ptsd you know, ptsd of this <laughs> moment where you know this kid was forced to do the splits and Ugh. That's Anyways, hilarious. That's my little. I remember when I learned how to do the splits was in gymnastics class when I was like six, and I think I got the splits pretty quick. But if you didn't have them, one of the tricks was like we have. I have this ottoman in the middle of my living room right now, and you would put your front leg onto the ottoman, and your back leg would be out like in the splits, and then you would. That was your stretch. Until you could do that on the ground. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, so that's how we, you start at like, I don't know, a higher level of your leg in the air, and then you slowly like get <laughs> My lower. My legs on the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like, pretty uh, much. No, but that's how I learned how to do the splits, was like, you yeah. know, in gymnastics class, but I can still do them. Yeah, now. I'm just letting you know that I'm never gonna do that stretch. <laughs> like, I don't plan on no. ever being able to do the splits. That's, that's okay. not That's not something that I want for my life. That's okay, but. I don't mean physical flexibility. Yeah, yeah. Unless you want that. Unless you're going to start doing yoga. You should talk to Caleb. He does yoga now. Anyways, um, <laughs> I mean, like, spiritual flexibility, mm. schedule flexibility. That's where you struggle the most. That's where I struggle the most. And I thought about that today, too. And I was like, man, I should call someone. Like, my schedule is open today, relatively, because I'm very blessed with this new job to have a more open and flexible schedule. Praise God. Yeah. Um, but the second word is intentional or intentionality, however you want to look at it. But it's in my um, spiritual life and in my relationships and also being intentional with allowing my schedule to be flexible. Um, but relationships, all of what you just talked about of Having those times where we realize, like, how's everyone doing? Where it's not just about a hangout. It's about, you know, pouring into each other. Yeah. I think it's like, hmm, it's like we're friends. It's like the Lord is speaking to all of us about the same thing. Literally, because it's it's on all of our hearts. Yes, it's on all of our hearts. Like, we all realized how important that is. It's like when you start eating healthy and you're like on a roll and you feel so good. Vegan 2020. No. That failed after he, day and a half. He tried for one day. Yeah. That was not good. But it's like that where you start feeling so good and then you eat something bad mm. and you remember what you felt like before. Yep. That's what it's like in those moments where it's like, 
wow, we really needed that. Like our body mm. needed that lettuce that we ate for six months or whatever. Although there's no benefit to lettuce whatsoever. Okay. You could have chose spinach, you know. Sorry, like spinach. That, I'm something in my that head, had nutrients. Okay, look, in my head <laughs> when I think about lettuce, I don't see iceberg. I see spinach or arugula or romaine. Like I see a spring mix. <laughs> That's what I think of. I see an H-E-B, again, not sponsored. Organic. H-E-B, if you're listening Listen, to this and you want a sponsor. H-E-B has responded to my tweets before. And I just would love for them to sponsor my Look, life. Look, if they can just give me, this is all I ask, $150 a month. Oh. That would cover my groceries, groceries? for a month. That's all I, I would need. I promise that I would tattoo H E B on my <laughs> chest. On your chest. Yeah, like I'd be okay with that. I mean, you have plenty of tattoos. It's not like it'd yeah. be that crazy. Think about it. That's a great investment. I agree. I'll tag them. Maybe they'll respond. In Jesus' name. Sponsor the podcast, and I will bless my friends. How's mm. that? Come on. Okay, um, but let's see. We talked about a lot of things. Yeah. I always like to ask guests when they come on the podcast some stuff that they do for fun. It can be with your group of friends or alone. Um, and then I'll ask a few follow-up questions too. But what is one thing that you love to do for fun? I think the biggest thing, and you know this, is watching movies. Yes. Um, so even on my Sabbath, my days off, like I go by myself to the movies. Yes. Because that's how I recharge. I um, love going to the movies by myself. So, and it was something for me because it was thing. weird. Like two years ago, or no, even probably, I'd say a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. I thought it was one of the most uncomfortable things ever. Like mm-hmm. I would never do it. Mm-hmm. And then when I started actually honoring my Sabbath, when I got onto staff and you know started doing it, I remember I went to my first movie by myself and I was like, this is amazing. Oh, it'll change your life. Like I, like I'm sitting here, I'm getting to enjoy my time. I don't have to be on my phone. Like I, I, I typically, you know, Get the handicap seats because, um, you know, there's, which, sorry. I've done there's, it, but. Look, there's never handicapped people there, if we're being honest. like <laughs> It's true. Like, it's very rare. And it's so, true. Especially but, at the times of day you go yeah, to Yeah, I go movies. up, like, you know, like 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. So nobody's going to be there. Um, and, and so I get, you know, like this, because they have the isolated seats. So I want to be able to sit by myself, mm-hmm. away from people, and then just sit there and just watch a movie and recharge. Yeah. Like, that's what I love to do for fun, um, you know, by myself. And then um, lately... The biggest thing that I've been doing is taking walks. Mm. So I've been almost going on a walk every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sparked last Saturday when, um, you know, I was with some friends. They were like, oh, you want to go on a hike? And I was like, uh, sure. I'm like, why not? Yeah. And I haven't gone on a hike in a long time. But I, I just felt so refreshed after that hike that, like, every single day I've gone on a walk. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, man, I just this is something that, like, I'm getting to do. One, that's a physical activity. So it's yeah. getting me out of the house. But yeah. it also clears my head. It's fun. Like, I get to listen to, you know, music. I'll, a podcast. Um, I, I I pray a lot of times while I'm mm-hmm, out there, and mm-hmm. and so you know it's just what I, I love doing the fun, and then also hanging out with you know you guys. Like even if it's us just watching One Tree Hill, or you know like <laughs> yeah, we always we always have fun by like doing like breakfast or dinners. You know we'll yeah, make like we'll just do pancakes stuff. and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and so it's just filling my time with things that that, that I love, and and those yeah. are like the fun things that I love to do the mm-hmm. most. I would say the most. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your Enneagram? I'm a three wing two, baby. Best there can be. Okay. Only a three would say that. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone on here knows I'm a two wing one. So that's no surprise. Um, what does that mean to you? What does being a three mm. mean to you? Because um, I don't know a lot about threes except for what I know from you. Yeah. So the three is the achiever. 
Uh-huh. Right? So I'm like, that's my, my heart and soul. Like I'm an achiever. I'm going to achieve mm-hmm. Like I have an achiever mentality. Yeah. I'm like all in goals, goal, get it. Like I like setting goals. Like, you know, I have goals that I set for the year, but I also like setting the practical yeah. daily goals that are going to lead me to accomplish the big goal. Yep. Um, so to me, like my greatest thing is every day when I get to check off my checklist mm-hmm. of everything that I completed. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, that was so amazing. It's so <laughs> like, it's just like, it makes me so happy. But I think to me, um, I think a lot of times people fixate, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the Enneagram. Um, sometimes people like take the test and I feel like they answer falsely mm. just to try like what they want yeah, what to they be. Wanna be. Uh-huh. Um, so the first time I did it, that's what I answered with. Um, and then Were I, you a seven? Yeah, no, I was a eight. Mm. Um, so I came out to be an eight. Um, but then, well, no, maybe I was a seven. I can't remember. Um, but then I retook it cause it didn't really match up with me. And I was just like a hundred percent real, like first thought mm-hmm. answered. Yeah. Three wing two popped up, and and I think the biggest thing was um, it, it it described a lot of my personality. Yeah, like I get lonely easily. I want to be recognized. I'm a very you know like mm-hmm. extroverted mm-hmm. person. Yeah, achiever yeah. mentality. But it also it had the good things in it where like I'm a go getter. Yeah, and you know this about me. Like yeah. I'm, I'm one of the most passionate people I know. I'm just passionate. I yeah. love everything that I set my mind to do. Yeah, I'm all in, and I mm-hmm. want to accomplish it. I want to be the best that I can at that. Um, and that's what I love about being a three is that. I'm just driven. Yeah. Like, I'm constantly driven. I wake up with purpose. I wake up, you know, every day at 4.45 a.m. the last... 21 days. Know, for this 21 days. It's going to get pushed up to 6 o'clock. Um, but, you know, I've been waking up every day at 4.45 yeah. to press in, to to worship, to pray, to read my Bible, and then to start my day. Yeah. And every day has just been this, you know, this big... Um, like, it's like I have purpose because I start my day off with purpose. Right. And my purpose is founded in God's Word. And, right. Uh, that's just... I mean, I don't know. I think it, being a three means that... I get to be an achiever. And yeah, that's that good. Makes me, you know, more excited about doing more and more things. Yeah, for sure. I love that. What are you? Well, okay. I this is a hard question for you because you're like reading, like a madman this year. But um, <laughs> way more than I ever had before. Yeah. What is your favorite thing that you've read so far in 2020? Yeah, so I'm on my fifth book right now. <clears throat> That's crazy. Um, and we're, it's what, January 24th. So When we're recording this, yeah. Um, we're recording this January 24th. I've read five books. And so my, my goal for this year was to read 36 books. Uh-huh. Have you bumped um, it up? No, I'm not going to bump it up because I, I want to... You want to achieve. Yeah, I want to achieve it and, and then overachieve it. Right? Uh-huh. Um, and so the track that I'm, set, that I'm at right now, it, it's estimated that I'm going to read 72 books this year. That's insane. Which is crazy. Um, cause and that's five books a year or five six books, books a, a month, month. six, six books, a month. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Math. cause I'm about to finish this fifth book and then I'm about to hop into my sixth one and hopefully finish it before the, the month ends. Like in a week. Um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, and so, but I think the, the, my favorite thing that I've, the favorite book that I've read this year so far, which I've read, I mean, every book has been great. Um, but probably the first one, it was, um, take the day, yeah, take the day off by Robert Morris. Mm-hmm. And it was our staff book. Um, for December, um, and I read it, and it just blew my mind. It talked about the Sabbath and and honoring your Sabbath, having the day of rest, and actually being able to rest in His presence and and stuff. Because you know, like yeah, I'm stressed a lot. Like <laughs> last the last year, I was extremely stressed. Like I was always anxious, always felt tense, mm-hmm. and it was because that even on my on my Sabbath, quote unquote, y'all don't see this, but quotations. I was working, mm-hmm. you know, I was doing photo shoots. I was doing, you know, all mm-hmm. these other things. Yeah. And so I felt convicted reading this book to legitimately just take not work off. one bit and take the day off to yeah. rest in, in God's presence, to 
go to the movie to, to recharge in the way that I need to recharge, hang out with friends and whatnot. And so ever since I started doing that, I feel like I'm just way more in tune, way more refreshed, way more joyful. Um, and I feel, I just feel a whole lot better health wise. Yeah. Um, I'm not as stressed as I used to be. And so, um, there's something amazing. God, God has given us a Sabbath for a reason. Yeah. You know, like he's purposed it because he knows we need it. Right. The Sabbath wasn't created, um, you know, for God, the Sabbath was created for us, mm-hmm. um, because we need it we need a rest. And so, yeah. um, that's probably the, the best book that I've read this year so far. And it's challenged me, um, the most, yeah. I probably have taken the most out of that one out mm-hmm. of any of the books that I've read. Are you solely reading nonfiction this year or are you reading some books that aren't fiction? What's your goal with what you're reading this year? Aside from obviously you have to read certain books for staff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, um, the majority of my books that I'm reading are leadership or Christian based. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I'm, I trickle in. So like the next book I'm going to read is the alchemist, mm. um, which is, you know, fiction book, but mm-hmm. great book. Um, and you've read it before. I have not, but I've, I've read a lot of like reviews on it. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's one of the best books. I mean, it's been, it was released like 25 years ago and yeah, it's been yeah. one of the most sold books in the world. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'll throw in like a book like that. And then like one of the books that I'm really looking forward to reading is I can't make this up by Kevin Hart. Okay. Um, like I love Kevin Hart. Okay. Kevin Hart is like one of the, like my favorite people to watch. I love yeah. all his comedy specials. I love watching his YouTube channel. Uh huh. Like I just love Kevin He's Hart. He's really funny. And so he has this book where it's literally a book of just stories. And I'm a big story guy. So okay. When I'm reading, I just love reading stories because it yeah. makes me feel like I'm a part of it. And so I right. sit there and I laugh and, and I'm joyful. And so yeah, like I'm trickling. I, f- I for sure want to put in some fiction. I for sure want to put in you know some non christian books just to kind of get my mind um mm-hmm. some you know, different stuff into, into some different things and build my intellect a little bit but i also i also want to challenge myself and and study more um mm. deeper like you know i have some textbooks of um you know the old testament new testament you know different things. so i want to take it to the next level and actually start learning history mm-hmm. of, you know like mm-hmm. more deeper history than what i have now and mm-hmm. um yeah just grow on that way it's awesome um music what who's your favorite artist right now Ugh. Dermo Kennedy. I was gonna say I knew it. Yeah, Dermo Kennedy is absolutely my favorite artist. Um, he there's just something about his music, man. He's he's so he's so genuine with his music. Yeah. Um, he, he's not a believer. You know, he doesn't doesn't love the Lord. You know, his music isn't Christian music. Mm-hmm. But it's it's passionate. It's yeah. Like it makes me feel like I don't know. It just gives me the feels, and I love that. Like I'm a, I'm a feels kind of music guy. Yeah, you know? which is so interesting. Brian is one of the most like extroverted people that I know but his music your music taste is so the opposite of what you would think for an extrovert it's like you come into his car or to his house and it's like you just feel like it should be raining outside yeah it's it's, kind of like more of like a like city morgue (laughs) like like you're just (laughs) wow it's like very depressing music but to me it's like it's not it's not depressing it's just I mean, it kind of is. It's more mellow. Like, yeah, it's some mellow. of it's some of the music some of it's is like, sad. Some of it's just sad music. It's depressing, but it's just like it's what I like because I feel like I'm always constantly yeah going 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 off, and, right. And that's it's just like, like your switch. Yeah, yeah, which is gets fine. me to relax. Yeah, but yeah. He's definitely my favorite artist right now. If I can say what my favorite song by him is right now, sure. Um, it's a, a an evening to remember. Or yep. no, no, no. It's an evening I will not forget. Uh huh. Um, which is an evening to remember. Also, but yeah, it's not the title <laughs> of the song. Um, but he um, he's coming to Austin February 10th, so I got tickets like eight months ago Yeah, um, for dirt cheap. I got front row seats, row one, dead center, 40 bucks a piece, and now they're selling for like 300 Wow. 
So I've kind of honestly thought about reselling them no, just to make some extra cash, know. but I love Dermot Kennedy, so it's worth it. It's worth it. Um, but yeah, so I mean, he's just, he's been my favorite artist as of this season. Of course, I listen to more worship music than I do him, but right. I think if I'm going to sit down and be like, all right, if I have my choice of music, I'm going to sit here for a little right. bit and just relax. Dermot Kennedy's going to be the go-to. What's your favorite worship song right now? Ooh, um, Waymaker or It Is So, one of those oh, two. It Is So is one of my favorites. Yeah. So good. Or, uh, and this is so hard because there's so many. There's so um, many. The Way um, by House Fires. Okay. That's just a song that like. I haven't listened to that one. It's amazing. Like it's, it's like seven minutes of just Ugh. glory. Ugh. Um, and That's so I how I feel there. about like Amanda Cook. Yeah. You know, you just like, you have some songs where you just sit there and you cry. Yeah. Like that's just Pieces. That. Stephanie Gretzinger, man. She's got, I remember the first and time the I heard voyage. that song. Oh, the Voyage is such a good song. The first song. time I heard uh, Pieces, I was in Fort Worth. Um, I was hanging out with some friends, and um, we were meeting up. We did this like meetup and uh, went out to this buddy's house, and we just had a blast. And um, I'd never heard that song before, but everybody else had. Like, yeah, and I was yeah. like, what the heck? But they whip out a guitar, and we're on the backyard, and there's a, we have a campfire going on. Oh, my gosh. And then Something about campfires and worship music. We start singing that song. Oh. And I'm literally, I've never heard it, and I was like, it's in there crying. Because <laughs> like, it's so beautiful. Oh my gosh, and I recorded part so of it, beautiful. and I was like, man, like that song, gosh, it was oh, just yeah. unreal. Oh, so good. So, so good. For me, recently, I heard Cody Carnes sing Run to the Father acoustic oh, yeah. at a youth event, and... Uh, anytime that song comes on, I just, I will intentionally sit there and listen to the whole thing. And there's not a whole lot of music that will do that for me, but that's one of them. Like similar, like just like a visceral experience with a song that makes you like hold on to it. That song is so good. My gosh. Both of those songs. He performed it for the first time at Motion Conference. That Uh was his first time actually performing it before he released it. Um, and I was there and hearing the song live. Oh. So he told us before, like, hey, there's a new song. Um, let me tell you the heart behind it. And it was in a season where they were having a rough time. And um, he literally, all he could do is run to the Father. Yeah. Like, all he could do is run to God. And so he's he's singing the song, and I'm sitting there just, like, bawling my eyes out. Oh, <laughs> like, my gosh. Just, like, thinking about it right now, like, it gives me goosebumps. Yeah. But it's because it, it's a personal. Yes. It's not personal to him. I yeah. mean, it is personal to him, but it's personal to you it's personal to me yeah we can all relate you sing it in the position of your heart like it says like i run to the father i fall into grace i'm done with the hiding no reason to wait like i'm singing this song with Mm -hmm. him Mm -hmm. and and it means a lot to me so there's a difference because i feel like a lot of times you have worship songs that are like just you know (laughs) fifi (laughs) Fifi snoring snoring. (laughs) oh big fifi but like you have all these you know songs that are just like they're great they're poppy they're awesome but you don't really worship in them right. and you really don't press in in them. You, like, you don't get much connection. So I feel like that song is one of those songs where you're like, okay, you know what? That's God, this is a worship. real conversation yeah. I'm going to have with you because yeah. I'm really feeling this way right now. Yeah, so good. Oh, man. I could talk about worship music forever, but... Years. Years. Podcast. Do you listen to podcasts? Yes, I do. Um, What's one of your favorites? So interesting. Uh <laughs> My, there's a, there's a podcast called, um, living large. Okay. Um, and it's secular podcast, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and it has, it's, it's, so it's Mark donor. Um, and he's a big YouTuber. He started this park podcast and, Mm -hmm. um, and it's him and he invites his friend, George Janko. He has a bunch of other people that kind of jump him on, uh, jump on the show. So it switches. The name is like living large. And then it's when George is there, it's called the two men show. Okay. Um, That's fun. And it's just like. 
it's awesome. It's just packed with like just hilarious conversation, but they also have real conversation. Like, so it's funny because like Mark doesn't believe in God. You know, uh-huh. he's not a not a Christian, but George is a believer, and they're best friends. And so like they talk about all these topics, they talk about all these things, and um, you have both perspectives. It's like the secular perspective and then George's perspective. Uh-huh. Um, so it's just a really interesting podcast to listen to. And then there's an amazing podcast that came out today at 12 o'clock. Um, oh, uh-huh. Uh, it's called Live to Lead, and it's by hmm. Ryan Albert. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. It's amazing. Um, yeah, go listen to it, guys. <laughs> Plug, sponsored. This is sponsored, oh, by the way. Oh, this episode sponsored this by ends- Live to Lead. Live to Lead. Um, With check it Ryan out. Albert. Come on. That's Ryan's podcast, in case you didn't catch yeah, that. Yeah, my podcast. I'll link it in the show notes because, I mean, got to support, I guess. She's a good friend. I Come mean, on. I'm a great friend. Yeah, you're a great friend. And great when you're friend. on my podcast, like, of course, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to link Enjoy the Sass. I'm going to be on your podcast? Of course you're going to be on my podcast, Faith. <gasps> wow. What an honor. Yeah, I, I mean, didn't even gonna, ask. It's going to be two years. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of time you've made me. <laughs> You made me wait two years, so now I'm gonna. Oh wow! It's gonna be two years wow. before you get it. But hey, you'll Harsh be on vibes. it. You'll be on it. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah. talk about um, talk about your podcast real quick. Yeah. You might as well plug it. Uh, so plug. Um, no, I I wanted to. I feel like this year I've just taken my life to the next level. Um, yeah. And I, I've been wanting to challenge my creativity, challenge um, you know my just myself as a person, um, and so. I had this idea to start a podcast and just to do one, you know, 12 podcasts in the year, just once a month you sure. know, from a podcast. And, you know, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> like, it's been one of yeah. those, like, it's a you process. Know, I, I shot this podcast yesterday. It was the first one. It, it came out this morning. Um, and I thought it was pretty great. Like, it actually came out way better than I, that I estimated it to yeah, be. Yeah, it sounds great. Um, and it was a conversation with, you know, Pastor Daniel. And so we had a really good conversation. But uh, I think the, the the purpose of why I wanted to do it is because I feel like there's such a... Uh, just a need in the general for people to live a life of leadership. Mm-hmm. Like leadership is in everything. It's not just in church. Leadership right. is the way you live. Leadership right. is the way you, you work. You know, leadership is the way you make a difference in people's lives. And so mm-hmm. um, the, the podcast is directed towards enabling people to, to discover different ways to, to strengthen their leadership so that they can live a life of leadership mm-hmm. um, and hopefully make a difference. So we um, will have conversations about, like Daniel and I talked yesterday about, um, you know, living a, a life of daily discipleship and how leadership starts when you disciple yourself every day, when you're spending time with God first, like that's where you learn true leadership. Um, and so that's just the, the premise of it is live to lead. It's how mm-hmm. can we live to lead? How can we live to make a difference? Mm-hmm. Um, how can we be the best leaders that we're called to be? Um, find out live to lead podcasts. How can you listen to it? So you can go on YouTube. Uh, uh, it's just go to youtube.com slash Ryan Albert. Um, and you'll go up to my page. I have the podcast form on there. And then Spotify and Apple Music as well. It's um, under Ryan Albert. Um, and it's Live to Lead. So Very cool. Oh, like I said. She'll link I'll it in the bio. Link, link in it. bio. <laughs> link in description below. Link in the description below. <laughs> this is not YouTube, but this that's fine. Sponsored. Sponsored. This episode sponsored by Live to Lead. Go listen to it. Come on. Um, well, Ryan... We've talked about a lot of things, and it's been really great having you on the podcast. Did you have fun? Yeah, it's been awesome. I mean, this is, I feel like no phones, no nothing. We've yeah. been able to have a really good conversation. Yeah. Just. That's the goal. That's know? the goal of this podcast. Yeah. I'm not very sassy all the time on the podcast, and people are like, why is your podcast called Enjoy the Sass? Well, if you know me, you get to enjoy my sass. So, yeah. here we are. Um, thank you for being on the podcast with me. 
Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me. It's an, like I said, it's an honor, it's a privilege <laughs> to be on here finally to make it on. It's mom, I great. made it. <laughs> like, mom, he made it. I made it finally. We'll send this to your mom. Yeah, I love um, it. Shout out to your mom because she makes some really amazing empanadas. Oh, yeah. This episode is not sponsored by this the episode traveling is sponsored empanadas. By the traveling empanadas. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it should be. Yeah. There should be empanadas all the time in life. His mom has really great ones. I'll link her Instagram so you can go yeah. buy it, buy her empanadas. They're phenomenal. They're so good. But I really appreciate you being on the podcast. I really hope everyone enjoyed listening to Ryan. If you want to hear more from him, obviously go follow his podcast, Live to Lead. What's your Instagram so people can go follow you? Yeah, Instagram is I am Ryan Albert. It's pretty simple. R-Y-A-N-A-L-B-E-R-T. Mm-hmm. Um, just I am Ryan Albert. Easy, easy, easy. You guys know where to find me at Enjoy the Sass on Instagram. Um, Facebook and Twitter are just my name, so you can go there. You can email me or shoot me a DM if you'd like. Be sure you subscribe to my podcast, Enjoy the Sass, and to Ryan's podcast, Live to Lead, um, so that you can stay up to date on all the amazing content we've got coming. 2020 is going to be a great year. We've got 12 episodes of Ryan's podcast. We're going to have more guests more sass, more excitement coming to you very soon. I'm working on lots of guests for 2020. That's my goal. So be sure you stay tuned. Thanks again to Ryan for coming on the pod. Yeah, thank you so much. It's been amazing. It's been fun. Can't yeah. wait to maybe do it again in the future. Maybe we'll do it again you, in the future. We'll have you on, you know, here in like a couple months or something. There we go. Awesome. If I'm well, nice. Oh, I hope you're feeling nice. I would love to be on your podcast. I'll pray about it. I'll let you know. Sounds good. God says. (laughs) It's important. It's important. Um, All right, guys. That's going to do it. This has been fun. We'll catch you on the flip side. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Peace.